What would you do if a coworker screamed at you, belittled you, called you names, shut you out, brought you to tears, and then laughed when he told you to cry all you want, that he didn't feel one bit sorry for you, and let you know with utter conviction that if you went to HR, they would choose him. All this while three other men watched uncomfortably, yet supported him, because they knew what would happen to them if they went against him. You see, they had witnessed the same scenario many times before, but no one found it necessary to warn you about it before you accepted the job. Would you take a dream job working as a radio host if you knew you would be working with a co-host with accusations of prior abusive behavior towards women, and that you would also be exposed to two sometimes three men vaping in an enclosed room for four hours a day with no ventilation. Would you complain about it? Would you complain about it if you knew that women before you were moved from that room, eliminated because they spoke up? Would you complain knowing they would choose to support the man no matter what issues were brought forward and it would put your job in jeopardy? Because history had proved that. What would you do? My name is Jennifer Valentine, and I have spent most of my life in the television broadcasting field. I basically grew up working on a popular morning TV show, and I have had some amazing experiences unearthing community stories, sometimes interviewing celebrities, highlighting incredible charities, and striving to make a difference in my small part of the world. My whole life, I have always been an optimistic, can-do person. But like anything in life, there are good times and there are not so good times. Times you don't talk about because as a woman, you wanna keep your job. You wanna work again. You don't wanna be known as a troublemaker. But sometimes, enough is enough. This is very embarrassing for me and not something I ever thought I would talk about. During my career, I have been told by men to stand up, turn around, let me get a good look at you. And I did. You're fat. What happened to you? You're not that pretty young thing you used to be. You're a mother now, and we don't know what we're going to do with you. You're pregnant? Again? You don't deserve a raise. You're nothing but a piddly little weather girl, and that's all you'll ever be. You're lucky to have a job. Most women your age are out the door in this business. I was 34. I have been called names. I have been threatened by men too many times to count. Yet I never said a word. I lasted. I lasted because I kept my mouth shut. That's what women learn to do. I was very aware that if you complained, you were out, fired. Moral principle, be damned. I've seen strong, talented, and valuable women speak up justifiably and lose their job, complain to HR and lose their job, confront their abuser and lose their job, take a full maternity leave and lose their job, four months pregnant and lose their job, get older and lose their job. For me, that was age 48. I was told my segment was being eliminated on a TV show I had worked on for 23 years, and I was fired. But I was offered a one-year contract for less money in a completely different role.
the man on the other end of the phone said, it was a good transition for a woman my age. This was coming from a man who was older than me and still working in the job he had been trained for, a man who was not being offered a lesser job with a pay cut. I hope my daughter will never be subjected to this type of gender bias logic. But they say it's going to take another 100, 200 years to attain full equality. What are we waiting for? By the way, I decided to take a huge leap of faith in 2016 and made the decision not to take the job that was a good transition for a woman my age, according to them. We as women learn how to think outside the box so we don't get let go, or our roles aren't diminished, or we aren't moved to a position where it's easier to eliminate us. We do what we can to survive in our chosen fields. We want to take care of our family, put food on the table, and provide our children with a good education. So we put up with disrespectful treatment, not getting deserved promotions, making less than our male counterparts, while often working harder, especially when we hit a certain age in any business, our almost expired date. Yes, like so many women, I have put up and shut up. But there was one thing I just couldn't put up with, a company that was willing to put my physical health in jeopardy. Surely we have reached a point where women should not have to go to work feeling unsafe and afraid. It should be expected that companies provide a toxic-free working environment, and if they don't, they should be held accountable. I lost my mother to cancer when I was 19 years old. She never got to see me get married. She never got to meet her grandchildren. And there has been a hole in my heart ever since. My goal in life is to be here for my children as long as I can. So I've maintained a healthy lifestyle. No smoking, regular exercise and checkups. So let's bring it back. Was I going to put up with vaping in an enclosed space? I did for a long time. Then I developed a chronic cough, lost my voice completely two times and just found it hard to have to breathe in the smoke every single day. I saw two doctors and was given an inhaler and steroids and told to stay away from the vaping. Even though the company already knew I had no choice, I started to speak up. Not only about the vaping, but the extreme mental abuse. I went to my boss and pleaded for help. I went to the VP, to another VP, and to the CEO of the company. The CEO's response, is that still happening? We gave him anger management classes and we thought that would work. You know, Jennifer, I have to depend on my people to handle these things because I'm far too busy. I asked for a supervisor to sit in the room or even another woman to be there so I would no longer be the only woman in the room. I told them I was afraid and that I had never been afraid like this in my life. I was told those things weren't possible, that he would respect me more if I handled it myself. I started to throw up most mornings before I went into the room, never knowing what to expect or what mood he would be in. Sometimes during songs, I would cry in the washroom. I would walk into the studio mere minutes before we started to avoid breathing in the smoky air even one more second than I had to.
no one helped. I was shocked to find out that other employees had bets on how long I would last in that room. After spending 2,000 hours in that small, smoky, angst-filled room, I was told I would be removed and placed in another job, moving me from radio back to television. I didn't want to give up the job I had been hired to do. I wanted protection. I said I didn't want to move. I dreaded that I was being moved to be fired. The VP told me there would be a problem if I did not move. The real problem was the one they had been sweeping under the rug, the one they had been avoiding for years. I couldn't help but question myself. Why did I complain? Why? And what would be in store for me? I came to know my new job would involve a salary cut, bonuses taken away, and less vacation time. Aside from that, it was in a completely different department and in a television news role position where they obviously had to think of a way to unexpectedly fit me into another hosting role. The fact that I had already been told by the man who headed this department in a job inquiry a few years prior that I was not a good fit there because I was not serious news made me question this decision. He said reporting from Disney wasn't real news and that my previous role on a morning show was fluff. So what had changed? Had he changed his opinion of me? I asked again if they were moving me to fire me. I knew, but I had no choice. I was taken off the radio without a new contract and I moved. And the optimist in me took over. Once I started the new job, I took all the passion I have always had inside me and hit the ground running. I worked harder than I have ever worked in my life. I believed that if I could help bring up ratings, I would prove I was valuable and change their minds about how they saw me. I helped book the show, found news stories, went out after the show to do more stories. I worked for two hours a night looking for chat ideas, created online promos, and did their social media. I even bought flowers for the set each week. But I knew in my gut that all of the work I was putting in was in vain. It was very obvious the boss man was forced to hire me when I was not his choice, and he didn't hold back letting me know. And he never changed his mind about me. Despite the positive feedback and ratings increasing significantly, I was fired just over a year later. They said I didn't have anything to do with the ratings going up. And of course, COVID was a great excuse to get rid of the host he considered to be fluff, only lifestyle, and not a real journalist. Exactly what he said to me in 2016. For the record, I went to school for journalism, and I am a journalist. As you can imagine, I went through a major depression and kept to myself for a while. I stayed away from social media and took some time to process everything I had been through. And after some serious soul searching, I made a decision to register a complaint with the Canadian Human Rights Commission for gender discrimination against women at that company. Because if they could do this to me, imagine what they could do to a woman with less experience just starting out in this industry. So why have I chosen to speak out? Because it's time. If we don't speak out, nothing will change. 
Women deserve to be treated as equals and not be afraid. I have found an inner strength that I never knew I had. I feel compelled to share my truth and hopefully it will offer other women some validation of their own experience. We should not have to feel shamed into silence for fear of retribution through job loss, loss of reputation, or victim blaming. The more we expose injustice in the workplace, the more hope there will be for meaningful change. I have already had so many women reach out to say, I'm here if you need me, and the same thing happened to me. They have given me strength. Their story is my story. Maybe it's yours too. I think it's time to change the end of the story, don't you? Thank you for listening, and stay safe.